and welcome to episode wow number 13 of bird noises in atlanta falcons podcast about football and mostly everything else and uh, i just realized that i have not recorded an episode since march 10th that's way too long but the good news is about to we're about to make up for it in a very big way because we have got the number 47th overall pick from april's draft marlon davidson marlon so stoked you're here. Welcome to Bird Noises. Hey, sir, I'm good. Be here on Bird Noises, man. Stoked to put a, bring a different feel to it. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, it's become somewhat of a show staple, I guess. I've done 12 of these now, and I and, and everyone's always kind of caught off guard by the name Bird Noises. So I just want to ask you, because I've asked everybody else so far, and be really, be honest, be brutally honest. What do you think of the name Bird Noises? I thought it was weird. Okay. <laughs> I did like bird. Yeah. Okay. DQ's not crazy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was different. So Caleb McGarry, rookie last year, he 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 digs it. Uh, but uh, Jeff Albrick, coach Coach Albrick, said uh, it's, it, it needs some juice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that, Coach Brick. Yeah. No, he doesn't. So. Uh, <laughs> So anyways, every time we say the name Bird Noises throughout this podcast, the producers play like this screeching falcon sound. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're encouraged to either make your own bird noise sound. Because they have falcons down in Alabama, right? Don't they have they yeah, have they do. And stuff? they do, yeah. Okay. So, you know, if you feel if you feel free, you know, to, if you want to, you know, make your own bird noise. Harry Douglas, former uh, receiver, he, <laughs> he made all kinds of bird noises. But... Uh, <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about Greenville. Is that where you are right now, Greenville? No, I'm actually back in Montgomery right now. This is where I train okay. at. This is where I, you know, stay on course and stay away from that lifestyle back at home. Okay. You know, different type of people try to gauge it through different type of ways. Yeah. Know, so, to stay okay. so we're going to talk a little Greenville, a little Auburn, SEC um, draft process. and uh, But I have to start off, um, since I've got you here, with my favorite all-time NFL Combine moment <laughs> when you were asked what you love about football, and hopefully we can play the uh, play an excerpt here. But uh, um, basically, you were asked what you love about football, and uh, you said, "I love most about the game is that this is true now. Okay, this is true. I love most about the game is that I can literally go out there and hit a man consistently and pound him, and the police not come." That is the most enjoyable moment about ball, is to go out there and just really abuse somebody. And then they won't say nothing about it in the press, anything. I ain't on no headlines and handcuffs, no mug shots, no nothing. I might just physically abusing a man. Well, I don't know. If you want to, if you remember, do you remember what you said exactly? Yeah, I do, man. You know, like, it, it, it was true, you know what I mean? I just like to go out there and physically assault a man, like, in between the game, in between the rules. But, you know, just... <laughs> Going out there and just showing aggression, showing the fire, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, people took the what like the uh, referees, everybody it took everything away from the game. You know, the the aggression, the attitude, the the physicality of the game that really changed. You know what I mean? So it's I was brought up in the old style, you know, face first, put your face into it, hit people. So that's all I know. That's all I ever been taught. You know what I mean? So that's why I bring it to the game. They just, I mean, I just really feel like that. You know what I mean? Just go out there and just do my thing. You know, it's yeah. not about life. It's about the game. You know what I mean? So, first of all, that was when, when Falcons fans saw that clip, 
And a lot of them had seen that before you were drafted. But then once they realized the guy who said that is coming to Atlanta, you immediately became the most popular pick in the draft class. I got to tell you, our fans are so stoked to have you because I do a daily mailbag with Falcons fans. Yeah. And, and, and they cannot wait to see you lined up along with Grady Jarrett, Dante Fowler, Tack McKinley. Um, we'll get into all that, but I got to tell you, when, fa- when fans saw that, they just went crazy. So you're, you're uh, already winning the popularity contest. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I, that, I'm bringing this juice to Atlanta, man. I'm bringing the Auburn juice, how we played on defense, back to Atlanta. Hard well, work and attitude, that's what we do. Well, Falcons fans are going to love that. And uh, uh, let me uh, – so this defense, as you know, it's it's got some young stars already with Grady. Just mentioned that, Deion yeah. Jones. And then they added Dante Fowler. They drafted A.J. Terrell. Um, the fans are starving for this defense to take the next step, right? And so um, we'll get into that, and we'll, we'll wrap this podcast up by talking about 2020. But uh, – okay. Let's just talk. Let's go back a little bit to your Greenville days and tell us. You know, I was watching some uh, videos and they're really good. And I don't know if you, I'm, I'm sure you've seen them. The Road to the Pros yeah, video yeah, series. Yeah. Yes, um, I highly recommend it to anybody that wants to learn more about you and just, you know, you growing up in Greenville and that whole path to the pros. But did, everything in there pretty accurate? Yes, everything is 100% accurate. Okay. That is, that is just, that's my life, thought, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. And, you know, I just wanted to wait and see what you said about it. But amazing story about your incredible path and then just the impact your mom, Cynthia Carter, had on your life and and your, you know, your drive. Um, but just uh, one of the things made me laugh when you were talking about just being out in the country. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it true that you couldn't have your draft? You couldn't watch the draft because there was no cell signals or Wi-Fi? Is that true? It was really hard. So the draft <laughs> day was crazy for me. You know what I mean? Um, like the first day was crazy. Like my um, like one part of my house back in the country just like the fire, like the electricity just went out. So like when oh, I was wow. watching that, I couldn't even watch it for a minute. You know what oh, I mean? No. So yeah. I was like, wow. So then it finally came on. And then, like, I had to do Wi-Fi calling out there. I never knew it was Wi-Fi calling at all until then. So if I ain't have Wi-Fi, I literally have nothing in the country. Nothing. And you would, you right would have that, no call. Yeah. And I was waiting for a call. I'm like, man, I hope <laughs> I get it. I'm only looking at my phone like, is it working? <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, the Falcons called me, man. I was picked up. They called me early. I was like, man, I don't care who else called me. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm standing on the phone with the Falcons. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just how it was. So you you said from early on you you wanted to play football. You said you I think there's a quote. You said you woke up ball. You slept ball. You were ball holic. Yeah. Um, did you ever? Did you play any other sports growing up? Did you want I to did. play anything? Okay. I did. I played basketball. Um, I played baseball. You know, um, that's stuff that we did. You know, we had this um softball team like a like country grown man type of softball. Mm-hmm. You know, I played that. I, I did a lot of things, man, to keep myself active. You know, I even tried track once, but I went out there for about a week, and I was like, nah, this ain't for me here. <laughs> too much you, running, too much all that. Nah. Were, you, were you sprinter, or were you kind of – you? Well, I wanted to run, you see. I was okay. small. Okay. I was small then. See, I got a little bit big on the other hand of it, but, you know, I was small. I was – you know, like, people don't realize, like, I was, like, 180 at one point in time, 190, so. And you had you had older brothers and stuff, and yeah, 
You talked about that, right? Growing up with the older brothers. And- yeah, I was, you know, I, said, I was a baby boy, so I caught the worst end of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to deal with the bigger brother drama and all that stuff there. So, you know what I mean? Just a typical life of a kid. I, mean, I went through it, you know, brothers making you do stuff that you don't want to do and all that mess. And so I've been through it all. <laughs> well, your story is fantastic. And, you know, I the more I read about you, the more I'm just like, this guy's it's just like it's gold um but i i read one thing where you said you bench pressed to your couch yeah man so back in the country like i made it in my mind i think i watched it um the georgia tennessee game that's when jarvis jones pac-man pac-man was there okay um, he's playing outside linebacker um he had the dreads and stuff he passed a lot of with georgia so i'm watching him I'm like man, i want to do exactly what he's doing so at that moment, then and there, I said, man, I was going to make it. You know what I mean? So I used to, like, get the couch, curl the couch, bench the couch. You know, I used to do <laughs> anything to give myself an edge. Like, I used to get on the wall and just push myself off the wall trying to do something. You know what I mean? Go out there lift some chairs. Man, whatever, anything that was heavy, I was going to go do it, man. I'd go to the car. I got, like, 10 bags of groceries on the right, 10 bags of groceries on the left. Just carry on me and do, like, farmers while with me. I ain't know nothing about it then. But, you know, I was just, that's what I did. I mean, I felt like that prepared me to now to this day. You know, just the hard work going through that time and, and coming to now, like it changed my life. It changed the whole aspect of my life. Did your mom or your, your siblings say anything to you when you're like lifting chairs and lifting groceries and lifting the car? <laughs> so, I had one of my brothers, um, he was two years <laughs> older than me, the one I'm really, really close with. His name yeah. is Marvin Davidson. Um, he was like, bro, man, you crazy. <laughs> so he was the more of the basketball star. Like he played basketball. He was very good at basketball. He's athletic. He probably the most athletic one in my family. Really? You know, yeah, he's way more athletic than me. So okay. he's kind of like freakish, you know what I mean? Long arms. But you know what I mean? He he was he was looking at me like, man, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> he <did. laughs> and I was like, bro, this is what I gotta do, I guess. That's so awesome. I mean, I'm just I'm just taking it in full effect then, you know. So everything I always did, you know what I mean, I already felt like I was the best. Like, regardless of whatever people going to say, like, one thing they're going to take away from Marlon Davidson every day that he gave his best and everything he ever did. So you had an older brother that went to Auburn. Yes. Was it pretty much a done deal for you, you know, that you were going to go to Auburn? Or did you give strong consideration to any other schools? Because I know you said something you wanted to do. You wanted to stay fairly close to home. But was it a done deal? Did you have your mind made up about Auburn all along or what? You know what? No. Not at all. You know what I mean? Um, how can I say this? Like, I came up on stage with an Alabama book bag. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm walking up okay. on stage with an Alabama book bag. And, um, and I see my, my older, my brother that went to Auburn. He was looking at me like, man, this man from the really just He finna commit to Alabama. So I, what I did was I looked in my bag before I came in, and I was pulling out hats. I like, whichever hat I pulled out the most, that's what I was going with. Really? Like, so... I kept doing that. I kept doing this. And I was like, man, this is the one. So then I just kept coming back to Auburn. You know, like, every time I have a thought, I thought about Auburn. So, okay. You know, and I felt like, you know, um, if I didn't do it, you know, like, what would my mom think? You know what I mean? So I felt like that was the best school for me. It was the best school for my family. And it panned out well for me. And now I'm here in Atlanta. Because, you, yeah, you had mentioned, too, that, you know, you looked at a lot of pictures, you know, your mom with your brother and yeah. with the Auburn stuff on. So... There was that emotional, I guess, connection too, right? Or yeah, and I mean, it just—it's yeah. just something that stuck with me, man. Um, everywhere yeah. I go is out, is Auburn. 
Everywhere I go is Auburn. Only thing people talking about is Auburn. You know, so why not go to Auburn? Why not go ahead and beat out your brother's stats? Why not go out here and do all this crazy stuff and just show people that you're the best? You're the best one in the family. That's why I did. So what's it like going from Greenville to running out of Jordan Hare Stadium in front of 80, 90,000 people in an SEC stadium? That, I mean, what was that like? And just making the transition from that to, to an SEC program. And then when was when did you just kind of say, hey, you know what? I know I belong here. I mean, the first day I stepped on campus. Like, man, okay. I got to tell you, man, I had the mindset that I was the best. I don't care. I ain't care about nothing. Man, I, I remember my first day of, of practice, you know, coming in as a freshman. I remember I got my cell whipped. This guy by the name of Jordan Diamond, man, he destroyed me. Really? I remember, like, man, my coach was trying to, like, motivate me, but not motivate me, trying to, like, push me through it. He tried to, he said to me, he was like, um, the next day in the, in the, um, in the film room, he said, man, you know, you just got whooped by the worst lineman in all of history. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> am I really that bad? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it took me about two or three practices to really, like, just be like, boom, I got it. Like, I'm a, I pick up on stuff fast, man. So when I got it, I got it. I'm going. No, I always had the, the mindset I'm gonna outwork you. Yeah. I just had to put it on film. You know what I mean? Okay. I think like two weeks into it, man, I had to start a job. So I was just one other type of guy. I said, man, once I got it, man, nobody ain't getting it back. Wow. What um since we're talking about Auburn and I'll get to your teammate Derek Brown in a minute. Um, but playing at Auburn, Auburn, Alabama games, what's your favorite memory? you know, being at Auburn, was it the Auburn-Alabama game? Is there a favorite moment that just, you know, that just uh, a great story or a, a moment in a huddle? Is what When you think of some of the great stories, great moments or great, you know, memories there, what what kind of sticks out for you? Um, I can say like this, this um, past Iron Bowl, man. Um, I mean, we just got Tiger Walt, man. It's Millions of people. I can say it's millions. It seemed like it was millions, but it was thousands. You know what I mean? But it was, man, it was blowed like all week. People already tailgating. People already outside. It's just like, man, wow. This is crazy. For a week? <laughs> like, you can tell, yeah, for a week. People wow. already tailgating. It's Thanksgiving. People be at home having Thanksgiving. They have Thanksgiving RV. These people not playing, you know what I mean? So they're outside. They, they're, they're, they're joining. And I'm like, man, this is wild. So that is crazy. get to the game, man. We walking out, and then um, we um we get to the huddle. Like after we pray and everything, you know, we always circle up, get our prayer. Yeah. And then we 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 come to the middle. Then that someone's like, man, just talk, boy. Just talk, man. Tell them what it's gonna be. Like people can can people can go back and like watch the video now. It, it's still screaming now, and it's just like I was like, man, you know, they going down today. Like, I don't care if we have to fight them to the end. They going down today. Like, we finna ride for all. We finna ride for the scene. We finna do it big. You know what I mean? So, at that moment, I'm like, man, shoot, that's it. I done talked it up. I done spoke about it. This is what's finna happen. You know I mean? They finna get their butt kicked. So, when they come to these lines, we got to go at it. So. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, the, I'm just, I'm still trying to wrap my head around fans being there for a week um, tailgating. <laughs> Um, I can't imagine like if if some of those crazy fans ever got like a hold of your email or your cell phone or something like that, it'd just be, it'd be nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
in the SEC right now, I mean, obviously tons. You know, what there was like fourteen LSU players drafted this past yeah. draft. Uh, tons of talent in the SEC. Who's the best player that you've played either that you've been on the field with in your college career to, to this point, anyway? I mean, I can say I can give you a few names. I can give you yeah, Cam Robinson. I can give you Isaiah Wynn. I can give you, you know, um, Andrew Thomas. Uh, Panay Sewell, Penny Sewell, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. the Alex Leatherwoods, even though he's still in college. Like, man, I can give mm-hmm. you a lot of guys, man. There's a lot of guys that challenge me to be at my best every game. Like, that's why I think I can say about the SEC, man, the best talent do go to the SEC. Like, people who yeah. want to compete, people who want to go get each other every day and go against that lifestyle of the best, like, mm-hmm. it's in the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, people say, like, the SEC get all this hype. Whenever SEC get to here, they can't finish. They losing to the ACC. They losing to this and that. Like, bro, y'all don't go with what we go through every day. Hey, man, we banged up. We banged against each other every day. In practice. You're, yeah. not, you're, not, you're not going against that every day. So, like, you don't know what our yeah. body is going through. You don't know the mentally and physically abuse that we're going through every day. So, like, when teams come out of, like, the Big Ten, 10, 10, 30, like, I don't, I don't I'm not down in it, but it's just not the same level of competition. Okay. You're not going to play against the Chadricks, the Andre Thomas, the uh, Isaiah Wilson. You're not going to play against that every day. You're going to play against, you know, people that you might not ever see again. Yeah. So that's just the difference of the SEC and everything else. So just a total different aspect of it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so before I ask you about your teammate, let me ask you this, and I'm going to hold my breath. Uh, did you read a lot of the mock drafts and stuff like that before the end of the season leading up to the draft? Are you a big mock draft guy or not? I am, but I'm not. You know, like, okay. my, um, <laughs> my trainers actually told me, they was like, man, they got you in the first round. The reason, like, I mean, I supposed to been there, you know what I mean? Because I feel like I was the best one in the draft. And I feel like I prepared myself this year to be the best one. And, you know, man, who don't think they're the best? If you don't think you're the best, then what, what are you doing in life? Why are you sure. competing against others? So, I mean, um, you know, I was I would look at them sometimes, and I'd be like, "Man, it is what it is." You know, whoever gonna pick me, they gonna pick me. You know, I was yep. pissed. I can't lie, I was pissed that I didn't go first round. Cause I That's what I was gonna round. ask you. Yeah, I was gonna ask I'm, you how much that but that motivated you. If that kind of thing did motivate you, because a lot of obviously a lot of mocks, and obviously Derek ended up going top ten pick, uh, I believe seventh, right? And. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about him. There was a lot of buzz. Even Falcons fans wanted a defensive tackle, wanted an edge rusher or a DT. So that way, when you were picked, everyone was ecstatic, right? Because, hey, we got the defensive tackle. And a lot of people felt like you were first-round great talent. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that and just, you know, what's it like now with Derek being drafted – by the Panthers in the same division. Now you guys are going to be on rival teams. What's that like? Yeah, I already told him, like, man, you know, I'm a, I'm a big trash talker. You know, no, I, am. <laughs> I can't say that. But I told him, like, man, he was talking. I was like, bro, you don't realize, like, I'm going to kick your butt this year. <laughs> He's like, bro, we're going to see after the game. I was like, all right. <laughs> Is he I a big talker too? <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't got no choice but talking to me because I'm going to talk to him. But go ahead. Okay. So you can't be quiet with me. If you you quiet, then that's just on you, bro. But yeah, man, I'm gonna talk my junk. I'm gonna I'm gonna bag it up. That's just who I am. You know what I mean? So I was just talking junk with him, playing like that. 
different things. Like, I was like, first game check on that game right here. He was like, nah, I ain't going to do that. I said, I ain't going to do it either. <laughs> so, so when you so when he was picked by Carolina, then you ended up being picked by Atlanta. Did you guys have a a quick moment on the phone or no? Yes, yes, of course. I mean, I called him. Well, I yeah. texted. I texted him first, yeah. and then we talked the next morning. We called each other the next morning, and then after I got picked, he texted me that he called me the next morning. You know what I mean? So it was like you know you don't really want to call him on that same day because like his phone already buzzing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But we all ended up getting a contact with each other. Yeah. Nice. Um, it should be a lot of fun for when you two uh, do collide. <laughs> Obviously, play same position. You won't get to physically play each other, but it should be fun. Um, let me ask you. So that's a perfect segue now to the Falcons yeah. and draft day <laughs> and that phone call from Thomas Dimitrov first. Has, I know you've been doing the virtual, you know, off-season programs with the rookies and stuff like that. Um, has it sunk in yet? And I know, and then I want to ask you about the virtual stuff. How is that going and, and is that different? And just talk about that phone call and just, is it all sunk in yet? Yeah, well, with the phone call, you know, man, when they called me, like, they was talking. So I was like, man, don't you know how long I've been waiting on this phone call? <laughs> So at that moment, I didn't want to hear nothing else. I was just waiting on you to pick me. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear nothing else. Just pick me. I'm ready to go. But yeah, yeah man, you know, it was, it's still a rush, man. You know, I'm still like a little kid in my mind. Like, bro, I'm really playing against Grady Jarrett. I'm really playing against, playing beside AB. Yeah. You know what I mean? Deion Jones is behind me. Yeah. Like, I'm playing with the Julio Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. You know what I mean? So, I never really thought of it like that until, like, I was really there. Because I used to play with them on the game. I, mean, I used to play with the greater Jays. I used to love just throwing the ball to Julio, just letting him go get it. When Devontae Freeman was in the backfield, now I got T.G. Honeystack. You feel me? Like, I'm straight. You know what I mean? So, it just, you know, playing with those guys, man, it's going to be weird. Because you're going to be like, man, bro, I just want to get your autograph. <laughs> but uh, you my teammate now, bro. I see you every day. You know, it's a different type of change up in that. And just, you know, the virtual thing, man. It's kind of weird, you know, but you still can get the relationships from different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can still talk to them like they right there with you. So it's not like a big drop off from that. Only thing you got to have is some great Wi-Fi. You got great Wi-Fi, you should <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you? I, I imagine you're chomping at the bit to kind of to get to the facilities and, and, yeah. and meet your teammates and stuff like that. What's the one thing you're really looking forward to most? I mean, obviously, you sound like you're really looking forward to meeting some of your teammates in person, but yeah. um, what are you looking forward to most, uh, just be coming in as a rookie? To be honest, man, to just be able to get there and compete. You know what I mean? Um, see where all the hard work went. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the hard work my senior year, well, my freshman through senior year, to get here to this level, to be able to play against NFL, like grown men. I'm not playing against little boys anymore, like with 18 to 21 year old, 22 years old. I'm playing against 22 to 34 year old. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a whole different aspect of the game. You know what I mean? I get to play against Tom Brady and Drew Brees, two games out of the year. Like I'm playing against two goats. <laughs> so it's like wow. So I mean, like you know, just coming into this role, man, it's, it's ridiculous. Man, it's like a dream come true. But in a day, it's still work to be done. You know, I still go out there every day, pull that sled 120 yards up and down the field. 
you know, so it no matter about none of that, you know what I mean? I'm still going to get my work and I'm still going to show people why I belong here because it, you made it, but you haven't made it. Yeah. You just deaf right now. You can get I get a lot of anytime. Yeah. You know, the NFL stand for not for long. That's right. So Jerry, Jerry Glanville said that former Falcons coach. Um, a lot of fans actually ask, I get that question a lot and it's like, Fans, because of you're doing the virtual and because, you know, because of the pandemic and everything like that, fans worry that, hey, are the players getting the same kind of training? Are they still working hard or that kind of thing? What do you say to the fans right now about oh, that? So don't worry. Just calm down. We have been <laughs> in bad shape ever to get when we get here to Atlanta. And I mean, just, you know, I feel like people work harder whenever they, they like, at their training facilities and they're doing different things like that. I really do. I feel like I work 100% harder, you know, because I feel like, you know, your workouts there is, like, it's modified and it's, like, you know, it's set up to how they want it to be. At your mm -hmm. training, at your, when you're training facilities, like, you just go. Mm -hmm. You don't care about nothing. You know what I mean? So when you're there, you're like, man, I'm just trying to make it to the next day. When you hear it, it's like, man, it ain't, we probably ain't no next day. Because I don't even know when I'm, like, when I'm going there. So I got to try and, like, I, I'm leaving there to, to go there tomorrow. Mm. Or I'm going there Friday. Like, that's how I got to train. But when you're there, you're like, I'm there, man. You know, I can take off a little bit here and there. I don't go so hard on this and that. But now it's like, I'm going. That's the urgency. Yeah, yeah, because you don't know who is out working you. When you're at the facility, you can see who's working. Mm. But when you by great yourself, point. you don't know who's working you. So, I mean, that's how I feel. It's a great point. I'm sure the fans will love hearing that, too, by the way. Um have you had a chance to look at the uh, Falcons 2020 schedule? I did. Um, I was watching. I was going through the preseason. You know, we got the the Jaguars. We got the Dolphins. You know, those are two games that I was looking forward to because um, I have a friend, Noah, that plays for the Dolphins. Mm. And um, a guy by the name of Tyshawn Render. Mm. He, um, he's my uh, mentor uh, nephew. So we know each oh, other wow. pretty tight. And okay. then we got... On Jacksonville team, we got Daniel Thomas and Dontavis Russell, you know, who played here at Auburn. So I'm like, man, these, I'm packing my friends. You know what I mean? But I ain't friends at the moment. Right. Afterwards, afterwards, we could talk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, then, you know, first game going to be the Seahawks, man. I'm going against Russell Wilson. Like, man, it's going to be a crazy game. I get to literally shake hands with, with Bobby Wagner, like one of the best linebackers in the game. For sure. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I, that's – Hopefully, once things get going and the season starts up, hopefully we can connect again. And I'll yeah. be looking forward to asking you what your welcome to the NFL moment was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you mentioned, you know, playing the Saints twice and, and now Tom Brady in Tampa and Teddy Bridgewater is up in Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. you got some good quarterbacks in this division. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, whew, it's going to be a tough one. You know, you got to. Well, they give it our best, man. You know, because, I mean, like you said, man, they're, they're great quarterbacks. You know, in the league, you're never going to just find a crap quarterback. You're going to find great competition every day. You know, they wouldn't be in the league if they wasn't. So, National Football League, you know what I mean? So, it's all professional. They're all pros. You know, you're not going against scrubs anymore. You don't got your, your scrub teams from um, D1, um, D2. You know, you don't got that no more. <laughs> so, <laughs> you ain't got your little play around game. Every game is serious. Every game is about being at your best. So, you know, playing against those guys, playing against Goat, Goat, and then you got Baby Goat, 
you know, because he was behind Drew Brees. So he got some type of knowledge or something. And, you know, he just came from Louisville, great quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It's going to be a ridiculous competition all through this all, all division. I mean, it just, that is what it is. You got a pretty good one, too, number two, uh, with the Falcons, who's uh, pretty darn Matt good. Ryan. Probably oh, Matty Ice, man. He's cold-blooded. Why you call him Matty Ice? He's cold, That's man. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, he didn't have his birthday. So you know he's going to come in hot. That's right. He just said it. That's right. Um, so back to the defense here. Before I ask you about what your goals are for this year, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the defensive coaches and playing alongside Grady Jarrett and Dante Fowler? I don't know if you've had a chance to, uh, you know, talk to any of those guys or just kind of, you know, tell, tell us yeah. how that's going. I mean, it's it been pretty good, man. You know, hearing the different type of guys, you know, how mature they are and just how much about ball they are. You know what I mean? You can tell that they're pros and they're approaching the game differently, how much they know about everything and this and that and third. But, you know, my coaches, I feel like I'm in the best best situation, you know. Um, I got Coach Tosh, who's, a, uh, uh, you know, one of those type of guys. Then I got Coach Simpson, who's my guy, you know, an Auburn guy. So they button heads constantly every day, <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. That friendly competition always going to be an iron bowl somewhere. So, and then you got Coach Morris, man, who I think yeah. is a great guy, man. I really do think Coach Ryan Morris is a great guy. And Dan Quinn, especially, you know, him being a defensive guy, you know, I always had an offensive coach on my, as my head coach. But now I got a defensive head coach, so, you know, it's going to be a lot more stress on defense and, you know, us being at our best. So, so you excited about that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, you said there was a quote that you said in the seventh grade, you made a promise to make it to the NFL, right? Yes. Um, now that you're here, what is your goal now that you're here? What is, what drives Marlon Davidson right now? To finish. You know, you can always start something, but majority of the time you don't finish it. You know, man, I'm trying to finish it while I'm... 50 years old playing in the league, even though I know I ain't going to be that old playing. I'm trying to be 50 years old when I can't walk and put my hand in the dirt no more. So that's how much I love the game. That's how much I, I bring the intensity to this game. You know what I mean? And just, you know, the finish aspect of it, man, if you're fishing, finishing on the play, but it's like finishing in life, man, because, you know, this has always been my goal, but it's always been my goal to leave it the best way that I came in as, you know what I mean, came in with you know, like the league now is coming in with the coronavirus, you know, for me. But I'm trying to leave it with the Marlon Davidson stamp. You know what I mean? Let people know that I was one of those guys in the National Football League. It's pretty awesome. Um, I think that's probably a great place to wrap this up. And I think that's probably a great uh, message to Falcons fans who were uh, chomping at the bit to see you. Uh, oh, that's what I want to ask you. Last one. You wore number 47 in high school. Yeah. Right, that yes, was significant because my mother, my mother passed at age of forty-seven. And then you wore number three at Auburn. Yes, sir. I wore number three at Auburn because I was the third boy in my household to make it to college. And now you're gonna wear number ninety. Ninety. Which is back What's to my roots of okay. playing as freshman year to sophomore year, and my brother old number, you know, but just showing the competition still alive in the NFL. All right, I knew there was a story behind 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was in freshman, sophomore year in high school, you know, trying to beat out my brother, showing him that I was better than him. 
So like I always told you, man, it's always competition with me and my family, regardless. You know, showing that you're the best. I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna continue to show it. And the way I walk, I'm gonna show you I'm the best. The way I speak is the way I'm talking about the best. The way I go to sleep is gonna be better than anybody. So that's just how I am, man. I'm competing through it all. Marlon, man, thanks for coming on Bird Noises. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. What's up, Atlanta fans? This is Marlon Davidson, Demon's Tackle, number 90 for the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. I just want to say you listen to Bird Noises. Check this out right here, this podcast, man. It's going to be a great one. Holler at me. Rise up.